In most places, trees are a part of everyday life. We enjoy their shade in the summer and rely heavily on the products they supply us with, even the very air we breathe. Yes, trees are a wonderful gift from our Creator. From the beginning to the end of Scripture, trees have a major role in God's plan and His revelation. This is Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal. I'm Chris O'Brien with the Institute for Creation Research. Most of the time, we don't consider just how beneficial trees are to everyday living. We behold their beauty and appreciate a nice shady spot during the hot summer months. But trees offer so much more than we often realize. Why not put down roots for the next 15 minutes as we hear about the gift of trees and the marvelous ways they help us? Johnny Walker is a consulting forester in the Appalachian Mountains of Virginia. One of the greatest gifts to mankind is a tree. And this beautiful creation has been and, and it continues to be essential in the lives of those of us made in our Father's image. It's provided so much throughout the centuries. And not only does a tree provide food and shelter and energy for warmth and cooking, clothing and tools and all oh, just so many other products, but a unique characteristic is that it renews itself naturally. And that is awesome. But just imagine, if you can, what life would be like without trees. There'd be no newspapers, magazines, or books. Food would be very hard to find, and of course new homes could not be built, and railroads could not operate, and, and there'd be no paper products, no toilet tissue, paper napkins, bags, or containers. Statistics show that every person, man, woman, and child in this country uses the equivalent of a 100-foot tree every year. Dr. John Silvius, Senior Professor of Biology at Cedarville University in Ohio, agrees that without trees, we would be pining for many things. Many of us are aware of the products that trees produce, such as food, all kinds of nuts and fruits, honey, things that supply not only humans but also wildlife. They are the key to us making the structures that we live in our homes, furniture construction, flooring, a lot of wood products come from trees, such as baseball bats, handles. We get paper for our books and newspapers from trees. And then, of course, chemical products, just numerous kinds of products that we may not even associate with trees, such as turpentine, witch hazel, and so on. There are musical instruments and the quality of pianos and guitars Soundboards for those instruments come from trees. And then fuel wood, which we're thinking about here in Ohio this time of year, especially with the energy prices, fuel wood is a major contributor to our heating our homes. Something that many may not be aware of is the fact that one of our most popular medicines comes from a certain type of tree. Chuck Anders is founder of Creation Walks Ministries in San Diego, California. The uh, royal willow, as far as staying on a practical term, has a chemical that their aspirin synthesized. It's called a salicylic acid, and it is used in the mass production of bear aspirin. And if you need something stronger than aspirin to relieve pain, Dr. Sylvia says that material straight from the willow tree might do the trick. I just had a report from a student recently that reported that the direct extract of willow twigs 
was actually rated as more effective than aspirin because there apparently are other chemicals in that sap of the willow twig which may enhance the effect of the salicylic acid or the aspirin component. Chuck Anders adds that Native Americans of long ago in the San Diego area relied upon the gift of trees for many things. The Indians, when they would be looking for places to establish their communities, had, had a few things that were absolutely necessary. And the willow tree, the arroyo willow tree, was one of them. As we know, uh, we just talked about the pain-relieving uh, aspect of willow trees. You could just get a, a leaf off the tree and fold it up and chew it, and it, it would be known to relieve toothache pain. And also, with the willow tree, they would use a lot of their clothing would come from the inner bark of the willow tree. The skirts would come from the inner bark. They used the uh, limbs and branches to manufacture acorn granaries, which are nothing more than huge baskets that they would store the acorns in through the year. And the arroyo willow has a natural insecticide in the chemical of the tree, so it would repel the acorn weevils, and they wouldn't be subject to infestation by bugs. Besides all the different and wonderful tangible things we get from trees, we also receive an invisible gift. This element is so important that without it, we'd all be left literally breathless. Johnny Walker. Now, when God created trees on the third day of the creation week, he didn't just focus on the products that trees would provide man, but he also gave trees other unique characteristics that have graciously blessed mankind throughout the ages. An example would be that the trees are the earth's oxygen factory. To grow a pound of wood, a tree uses about 1.47 pounds of carbon dioxide, and it gives off 1.07 pounds of oxygen. But the unique thing about this is a pound of oxygen is what one person breathes in a day. Isn't God great? Oh, our Father just has everything totally and completely under control. And, of course, one of our favorite things about trees is the shelter they provide on a hot summer day. Another beautiful characteristic is that the leaves of a 100-foot tree have the same cooling effect as an average home's central air conditioner. Our father planned for us to have a shady resting spot on a hot day. Dr. Silvius. That shade, that wonderful feeling of coolness that we experience under trees is only partly because the sun is being blocked. It's also because the tree is serving like an air conditioner through evaporation. That evaporative cooling creates a coolness in the air around the tree. And that adds up to a major help in our homes as far as air conditioning in the summer if we benefit from the shade of trees. When we think about the many benefits the trees offer us, we understand how they truly are a gift from our loving Creator. And, environmentally speaking, trees are one of creation's best friends. Johnny Walker tells us how. Another beautiful thing about trees is that an acre tree can remove 13 tons of dust and gases from the atmosphere each year. And what with the polluted conditions that we are in today, this is an awesome gift. Dr. Silvius. They purify the air and, of course, forests actually create their own 
climate, or we might say microclimate, for the creatures that would occupy that forest habitat. So a forest of trees, a collection of trees, functions as a larger unit that in many ways is complex and provides important habitat quality there for God's other creatures. Trees are also very useful in providing protection from the elements. Johnny Walker. In the western part of the country, uh, trees offer windbreak protection. And windbreaks can reduce air movement up to 50%. And this can cut home heating costs and retain soil moisture and increase agricultural crop yields. And windbreaks can also control blowing snow, keeping the drifts out of driveways and off roads. And windbreaks are also uh, beneficial to wildlife because they're frequented by doves and pheasants and deer and rabbits and all just many others. And an abundance of trees can also prevent or greatly reduce mudslides and flooding. Dr. Silvius. Trees will tend to break the force of rain just as they break the force of wind. And so that protection allows soil erosion to be reduced where trees grow on steep hillsides. Many times tree roots, if they're established, can prevent those slides from occurring. And uh, we have lots of help also in flood control from trees because they tend to slow water down. They'll actually lengthen the path that a raindrop has to take in order to get to a river or stream. And that buys extra time for the uh, rainfall to be slowed and so it doesn't all reach a creek at the same time or a river and therefore would tend to reduce the chances of flood. There are many places in Scripture where God uses trees to teach us spiritual lessons. It's also interesting to know the trees and the vital roles they play are mentioned at both the beginning and the end of the Bible. Chuck Anders. In Genesis chapter 2, we read, Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life is also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 2, we read, In the midst of the street, on either side of the river, there was the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for healing of the nations. Dr. Silvius. From the beginning to the end of Scripture, trees have a, a major role in God's plan and His revelation. They also teach us about sin. And Genesis 3 teaches us that the mistake made, the first disobedience of God's word and his command, came through Adam and Eve and the taking of the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And so we have the entrance of sin, but the answer to that sin as well comes through a tree, namely the tree of Calvary where Christ died. Chuck Anders. In Galatians chapter 3, we read that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Amazing when we think that Christ paid for the debt of our sin, and he did so hanging on a tree. And again, along with that, in Second Peter chapter 2, it says, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live to righteousness, by whose stripes we are healed. 
Johnny Walker adds that the price of sin was paid for us because of God's great love towards us. He's Jehovah God, and He's the Holy God of Israel. And and I think through realizing not only His provisions for us, but the awesome love that He has for us through the death of His beloved Son, Jesus Christ, so that we can spend eternity with Him. And His natural things are just an example of that He does exist. He's there. And uh, I think if we can appreciate that and accept that fact and knowing that He's providing for us and that all we have to do is just acknowledge that and accept Him, our Savior, Jesus Christ, then we will always know, oh, just His glory. As our program comes to a close, we hope that you've been encouraged. It's our desire at ICR to show that the Bible can be trusted, both historically and scientifically, and to give facts that will build your faith. As Christians, we need to understand the scientific basis for our beliefs. We pray that this program will aid you in your discovery of science and the Bible. You know, most people aren't aware that today there are thousands of scientists that are convinced of the truth of biblical creation and not evolution. Our non-denominational ministry aims to restore and strengthen the Genesis foundations of the Christian faith. If you've enjoyed today's edition of Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, why not visit us on the web to find out more about the work of ICR. The address is www.icr.org. Again, www.icr.org. Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a Creation Radio Journal, is a production of ICR. For the Institute for Creation Research, I'm Chris O'Brien. Thanks for tuning in.